0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 476 of the RV Podcast. And today we talk about the upcoming Florida RV Super Show. Well, hello, everybody. I'm Mike Wendland. And as you can tell... My lifelong traveling companion and my bride, Jennifer, is not with me this week. If you're a regular, you know that uh, uh, about six weeks ago, Jennifer went in for what was supposed to be an outpatient, uh, relatively common uh, heart procedure that was botched. They ended up poking a hole in her heart. and She ended up spending the better part of the week in cardiac intensive care in the hospital with a ventilator. She's largely recovered from that, but uh, in the process of that, perhaps because of the ventilator, we don't know, she contracted uh, full-scale pneumonia. <laughs> and uh, if you listened to last week's podcast, you would have heard how she had some difficulty talking without coughing, and that cough has proceeded to get worse and worse. She's on some really heavy-duty meds now, and the cough is is starting to ease um, she actually wanted to come down and give this a try because I think she would have done better than last week. But uh, we're gonna follow the doctor's advice and tell her to rest up for a while. So hopefully, she'll be back uh, next week. In fact, next week will be uh, the 20th of December, and that will be our last um, of the year, the last podcast of the year. We won't come back to the podcast till uh, the first Wednesday in January. So we're gonna take a quick break uh, then and uh, this week though. We are going to talk about the Tampa RV Super Show. I have to say that when you look at the list of all the RV shows, this is probably the premier event, I think, of the entire year. Arguably, um, the Hershey Show in September uh, is close to, if not equaling it in importance, but Tampa sort of sets the tone for the whole year. And uh, this is going to be a big show. A big show. As uh, I was going to say Ed Sullivan used to say, but, you know, nobody knows who he is anymore except old people, so I won't say that. But uh, the the show starts on uh, January 17th, and our guest today on the podcast is Dave Kelly. He is the executive director uh, of that show, and uh, Dave is going to tell us what's new, why it is such an important show, why it's such a fun show. And uh, I think you'll find this interesting. And at the end of it, after the interview, uh, when uh, when I come back, I'm going to show you our meetup schedule. Jennifer and I expect to uh, be there the whole week. And uh, we have three meetups scheduled right now. And, and there may be another one that we'll be adding a little later on. But uh, this is going to be fun. We always look forward to meeting so many people. And we also look forward to the weather in Tampa, Florida in January. It's usually usually in the 70s, uh, even the low 80s, a couple of the times that we've been there. So it'll be great. So that's what's, uh, what's happening with us. This is kind of a quiet travel time for RVers because so many of them are home for the holidays. And uh, Christmas, boy, it's coming up fast. Uh, this episode being released on December 13th, 2023. And um, just a couple of weeks now till Christmas. Can you believe that, how fast it all goes? Uh, So that's it. Um, We'll share next week. uh, We'll talk a little bit about uh, um, some of our friends. We'll introduce you to a couple of our friends who have been on the road now for full time for three or four years. And uh, they've hit all 48 continental states with their dog. And there's a story in that. And that will be our guests next week. And then when we come back after the first of the year, we'll share our 2024 uh, travel predictions and our plans for the for the year where we expect to go and how we can we look forward to meeting up with you guys. Uh, it may be a quiet travel time, but there are sure a lot of RVers talking on social media about uh, the various uh, plans for next year, questions about uh, problems they're having with the rigs and some things that they're finding out that they uh, want the rest of the community to know. Uh, our social media director for uh, uh, our uh, Facebook RV lifestyle group is Wendy Boyer. And every week she has for us the RV social media buzz. And here's Wendy with this week's report.
1: Hi, everybody. Renee had a post last week that really got people talking. She's selling her 2019 Thor 4 Wins on what looks like Facebook Marketplace. She had someone from New York offered to buy it, sight unseen, and he said he would instruct his bank to put a $1,500 deposit on into her bank to hold it until he could get there. So Renee snapped a picture of this text exchange and she asked the group if anything if there's anything she should be worried about. She said something seemed odd about this exchange and boy, she got so many responses. And the overall answer was, run, this is a scam. Uh, One clue is how this person said, I will instruct my bank, because that's not really how people talk. And second and most importantly, he wanted direct access to her checking account. Uh, That is a big no-no and huge red flag. Several of the 800 and some comments on this thread said they had been taken on Facebook Marketplace by scammers like this. In fact, one guy named Will in our group, he said he had someone by the same exact name as the one who wrote to Renee, offered to buy his 2017 road track earlier this year, sight scene. also wanted to give her him a deposit. Only this time, the scammer sent Will $3,850 as a check. And then he, when Will said, hey, you sent me too much money, the scammer wanted it refunded to him, um, big red flag. Will had put the money into his bank account. It was there one day, gone the next day. Thankfully, Will was really paying attention and didn't get taken by it. So lots of good words of caution on this conversation for those of you selling your RV by yourself. And next, I'd like to tell you about Paula. So Paula and her husband recently bought a 37-foot bumper pull. Thinking ahead, she asked, how friendly are the trucker side pumps at a truck stop for filling up? And, you know, she's got a big RV. She's picturing how hard it's going to be to get into the regular gas pumps. And she got her answer, Many, like Jim, said, that's all he uses when he's towing. And Sean, a former trucker, said, there's nothing to worry about just when you're done filling, pull up, don't leave your RV there. Kind of common courtesy, no matter what you're driving. And Diana uh, told the group that some Flying J's actually have RV-only pumps, so that's another option for those of you pulling large uh, RVs behind you. So good information on this thread. And then finally, I'd like to leave you with a really fun post from Tina. So Tina and her husband are part-timers. Tina described herself as a crafty person. She says she often finds it hard to take something crafty with her in the RV when they go on trips. Her current love, she said, is making things out of her 10-needle embroidery machine. And she asked, show me the crafty things you make on the road. And wow, did she get a lot of really fun answers. There's a lot of talented RVers out there. We had Jaina, who knits these super cute wool socks as her husband drives along the road. We had lots of cross-stitchers. We had Amy and many others who do just beautiful embroidery. We had Elaine. Now, she makes fabric rope bowls. Cute and very interesting. Annette, it was met of many, who paints rocks. Steve carves wood. Just gorgeous work there. Candace takes photographs of nature and puts them on tiles. And Lizette, get this. She makes baskets out of pine needles as she's camping. Just amazing things. And if you need some inspiration, you need to check out Tina's Thread. And that's it for me this week. I'm Wendy Boyer, and I'll see you over at the RV Lifestyle Facebook group.
0: All right. Thank you very much, Wendy. And uh, we'll look forward to hearing from you again next week. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Florida RV Super Show in Tampa, Florida why this is an important one, why if you can't go, you want to pay attention to some of the coverage that you'll be seeing here and in other places about the show. And if you can go, why it is so much fun and uh, how long that you should plan to visit and all that stuff. We'll be talking with the executive director of the Florida RV Super Show, Dave Kelly, when we come back when we're asked what's the most important modification we made to our rv it's an easy answer battle batteries battle batteries are quality safe reliable lithium batteries that allow us to stay out there off the grid longer lithium batteries charge faster they charge fuller they're longer lasting they're maintenance free and battle batteries are protected by a 10 year guarantee now in our case they just dropped into the existing AGM batteries that we have and they'll probably be the same on your rig too. Battleborne Battery Experts can get those in your rig just like they did with ours. They can also match you up with the right cabling, the inverter, the charger, the solar controller, everything. Jennifer and I swear by our Battleborne batteries. They allow us to boondock off the grid. Check them out. Go to rvlifestyle.com/lithium rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. Welcome back. Time now for the interview of the week and uh, the show, the Tampa RV Super Show is a little over a month away. Uh, Starts January 17th and it runs through the 21st. That's a Wednesday through a Sunday. And on this week's podcast, our guest is Dave Kelly. He is the executive director of the show. And um, Dave's going to talk to us about why this show is so popular, uh, and what's planned for next month. So uh, we look forward to um, introducing you now to Dave Kelly. Dave, start us off by telling us a little bit about this show. It is always one of the most popular. uh, What makes the Tampa uh, Florida RV Super Show so big for so many people?
2: well we like to think it's all of the things we've done right over over the 38 years of the show but uh you know i think the fact is that it's uh florida in january i mean what what better place to be than uh outdoors uh in a beautiful facility that um that can house just about everything in the rv industry and i think that's what it's become known as is as a manufacturer show the manufacturers are the ones that buy the space and then Allocate the space to the dealers and whatnot, but um, and that way, you know, that everything that that uh, the manufacturers produce are going to be at the show and on the ground. So, and I think that's what people have come to, to like about the show is that the time of the year, of course, our campgrounds are as full as they can be that time of year. So. Uh, it 's just gotten to be the place to kind of see everything side by side in one location is there any stats
0: yet available how many rVs people will be able to see at the at the fairgrounds there
2: Last year, I think we counted over thirteen hundred of just the display units and then of course, we have another uh, six to seven hundred out in our rally fields that people will be staying in and um, um, so yeah, I mean, we are, we are pushing the walls out on the fairgrounds. If we had more room to use, we would definitely use it. For,
0: for those who've never been there, maybe we could describe a little bit. This is largely outdoors and you have trolleys that'll get people around. Cause there's a lot of walking cause it covers a lot of area.
2: Yeah. We, we try to express to everyone, um, how large the show is because it is a it's a, at the fairgrounds at the Florida state fairgrounds, and it's a big facility and we use not only every building, but every bit of the outdoor space as well. So uh, we always tell people to wear very comfortable shoes and, and uh, be prepared to do, do some walking and um, and that's why we, we started years ago. We started with a 2nd day ticket because in order to see everything that this show has to offer, you would you would need at least. Two days. I mean, I I know one day there's no way you could see uh, everything that's out there in in one day, even if you got there early and left late. So uh, we encourage everyone to to plan on spending an extra day with us and you get the second day admission for free. So uh, we encourage people to come back out and make sure they see everything.
0: It is it is a big show besides the thousand plus new RVs that are there. Uh, you also have vendors with just about every kind of uh, uh, accessory that an RVer would need. Uh, talk about that a little bit.
2: Yeah. And, you know, our booth exhibitors are, are that's a real popular part of the show uh, are the people that go through the booth exhibits. And we have two buildings that are set aside with nothing but the vendor booths, which are parts, accessories, campgrounds, finance, insurance companies. Um uh, you name it if it's in the rv industry it's it's probably going to be out in one of these displays and then uh, uh last year general rv did a tremendous part store and i mean part store with the shelving and the racks and and all almost all of their product i mean it would rival just about any part store you would find at any dealership and so uh, we've always said if that's if you're looking for that hard to find a gadget widget Light bulb fixture, whatever it may be, if it's in the industry, probably in those five days it'll be on the grounds at the fairgrounds in Tampa.
0: And then, so we've got RVs, we've got accessories. You also have a lot of educational seminars that are there. Give a a sense of what kind of things people can learn about while they attend
2: Um, that show. As you know, there's so many different facets to, to RVing. So we have um, seminars on um, caravanning, uh, these tour companies that you can be a part of uh, if you don't wanna just travel uh, alone. Uh, uh, f- um, Flex solar, the solar power, uh, you know, how do we get off the grid? How do we how power up our coach? Uh, what, what What's the difference between the lithium ion batteries and the acid-based uh, batteries and, you um, Oh, gosh, I can go on and on. We have uh, chassis maintenance, generator maintenance, Um, just about every every facet of the of the RV is going to be covered in some way, shape or form at the seminars. And so, you know, again, we encourage people to, to look at the schedule and make sure you you attend on the days that the uh that the seminar that you wanted to, to see is going to be there because we do rotate the topics each day we used to have the same topics every day and people were saying well i saw wednesday seminars and i'm back on thursday so we we've mixed it up so little little different uh topics each day of the show and and so over two days you probably see just about all of the different sessions but that's a full day just in sitting through the, the
0: seminars is yeah. Great. And these are, and I, I should point out, cause we've been going to the show for uh, 10, 12 years now. These are the top industry experts who are teaching these seminars. These aren't just, you know, anybody. So you really are getting expertise. Another area that has become really popular for folks like us who do video channels and uh, are YouTubers is you are, how you have actual influencer meetup space available
2: yeah we you know we 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 started inviting the influencers there's so many of them and and the following is absolutely incredible um you know and it's one thing for a promoter to tell you how great a show is but for us it's these influencers that have been to the show year after year uh and they're out there telling people you know what a great show it is and and why why to come so then we were finding that they were letting their fans and their followers know that they were going to be at the show and so we said, well, let's create an area where they can meet and greet these, these people that have made them who they are. And, uh, we started that last year and it really took off and, um. We have a lot of a lot of requests this year for for meet and greets, which I think is great. I, I think it's. It's neat that people can can uh, finally catch up with and, and and meet and talk to the people that they've been following for years because you you get to know them you get to know their families and their pets and their travels and um, so it's a it's a nice thing that we're able to to offer.
0: Yeah, I we really appreciate it. We'll be posting our schedule where we'll be and our people can meet us as uh, as we get a little closer. Then there's the entertainment. That is, I think, <laughs> one of the things that has been just. Uh, just taking you guys right over the top uh for those who've never been give them a sense of what what kind of free entertainment that they get at the show
2: it's it's the the, the more unusual the the better we like it um uh, the one thing we have come back every year is is tampa bay is home to one of the biggest bagpipe bands in the country and we have them every day come through the show about two o'clock and boy nothing will wake up a a sleeping uh, show, like a, a bagpipe, a parade through the show. And then we have just, I mean, at every turn you may encounter a juggler, a, a clown, a face painter, um, a musician, um, oh gosh, we have uh, robots, we have um, the jugglers, unicyclists, I mean, uh you know we try to keep the entertainment we call it roving entertainment so it's always moving around and if you're not careful you know someone may grab you and, and put you into a skit or a, a a comic routine or a magic trick or something so um but that's what a lot of people will go home and they may not remember the rvs necessarily but they'll remember hey we saw that clown that that had that magic act or the guy that did the the balloon you know um uh, blowing balloons and making them into crazy shapes and uh, characters and so um and and it's a fun industry as you know Mike I mean we it's 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 it, people are there enjoying themselves they're there looking to buy something that they're going to go off and and have a great time and great adventures in and so we kind of carry that into the entertainment do we want them you know dancing with the steel drum bands at the entrances and um coming across the guy that's dressed up as a potted plant and you know, he's he's it, gotten
0: you, me a couple of times
2: <laughs> you, you just never me. know you know what what you're gonna see and where on the show but that that makes it fun and that it, it adds to the to the event as well it, it does
0: uh, last thing we talked about is that i know there's so many snowbirds down in florida in january uh, so many people make this their destination and then go explore florida while they're there uh, camping is long gone at the fairgrounds. I know you picked that up, but um, you might talk about those rallies for a bit at, for, because you mentioned at the very top what, what what's all that about? Yeah,
2: we've we've started inviting clubs uh, the last few years to uh, bring their members in and, and camp out right on the grounds, and they get a couple of nights of entertainment and, and admission to the show, coffee and donuts in the morning. Um, but those spots, as you know, sell out very quickly, so. Uh, we're trying to develop some new areas, maybe off the grounds that that clubs can can bring their, their people together. And, um, you know, it's just that time of year camping in Florida is extremely hard to come by. So, uh, we encourage everyone if you're making plans to come, if not in the 2425 or 26 shows to get your reservations in early, uh, because it's, it's tough to get a, a campsite in Florida that time of year. Um,
0: anything new this year dave you've been at the helm of this for so long uh uh and i know it uh it, it, every year you seem to add new stuff so what anything new to look forward well, to? well we got year? a
2: few new entertainers of course all of the all of the rv products are all brand new so um you know there's always something new and different to see you know all the electronic things and all of the um you know Uh, all of the fixtures and things that they're putting into RVs now are just amazing. I mean, you've seen, you've seen them and and whatnot, and we're always adding to the entertainment and we're always, um, you know, seminars are always changing and different. So um, yeah, I mean, even though it's the same show every year, it is, there's a lot new to see every year.
0: We'll put links to everything underneath there. I should point out that people can actually buy RVs there, right? They can. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The dealers will be working. No. Well, Dave Kelly, we'll see you in uh, a little over a month. We can't wait to uh, keep the weather as perfect as it almost always is when we're at the uh, Florida RV Super Show. Thanks for being our guest.
2: We will we will be doing our best, Mike. Thank you very much.
0: All right. Like I said, we will be there. Um, there's actually a couple of events even before the show. Uh, the show opens to the public on the 17th. and the 16th is Industry Day. And that's a chance uh, without the public where uh, industry uh, folks and some of us uh, media people can get a chance to look at some of the new RVs and kind of shoot our videos without uh, having the have the public wait while we're inside tying up all the, the space in there for our uh, various shots. So we'll be for that. And then there's just so many things happening at the show. I do have three meetups scheduled and I will put them in the show notes for this episode you can always find our show notes if you go to rvlifestyle.com podcast. And uh, we urge you to go there and check out the show notes. But I'll give you the quick dates just in case you want to know and plan your days. Um, Wednesday's the day the show opens and we will be at the Battleborne Batteries display for a meetup with our friends and followers. A uh, meet and greet from 3 to 4 p.m. Wednesday the 17th, opening day. The next day, Thursday, from 2 to 3 p.m., we will be at the keystone rv display that's a great big display right on the midway you'll find us there and then saturday from three until four p.m very busy day saturday three to four p.m on january 20th you'll find us at the harvest hosts display at the show and as i said at the very top there may be a couple of more that we will schedule ourselves for but that's where we expect to be at the show and we Love to meet people. In fact, we're staying there the whole week. Uh, we're going to do all of our video stuff on industry day, maybe a few things around after that. But most of the time, it's just going to be wandering around and looking at stuff like you and meeting you. So uh, we look forward to shaking hands and having you. You want to take a picture? That's great. We love doing that too. All right, when we come back, we have the RV news of the week. So stay with us. Are you ready to embark on an unforgettable adventure in your RV? Our RV Lifestyle Travel Guide eBooks are your ultimate companions for exploring North America's most breathtaking destinations. They'll help you hit the road with confidence and make the most out of your RVing experience. We're Mike and Jennifer Wendland and we are passionate explorers and the authors of an entire library of RV Travel Guide eBooks. We have meticulously put together detailed travel maps showing you the best routes, where to stay, what hidden gems to discover along the way. From the majestic Yellowstone National Park to the vibrant colors of Colorado, the awe-inspiring beauty of Utah, the enchanting deserts of Arizona, the tranquil Great Lakes region, the pristine wilderness of the Adirondacks, We've even done a captivating three-part guide to RV travel and camping in Florida. No matter where your wanderlust takes you, we've got you covered. Our curated list of must-see attractions ensures that you won't miss out on any unforgettable experiences. You want to witness the eruption of Old Faithful? We've got you covered. Craving an epic road trip through breathtaking landscapes? We've got the perfect route for you. Dreaming of beachside camping under the stars? We know the best spots. With our ebooks available for instant download at rvlifestyle.com/books, you can have the knowledge you need right at your fingertips. Head over to rvlifestyle.com/books and start exploring the wonders of North America today. Unforgettable adventures are waiting. All right, welcome back. Time now for the RV News of the Week and uh, the lead story. And you knew this was coming, didn't you? They're raising the prices on uh, admission and camping fees at uh, our national parks. In particular, this week, we want to talk about the camping fee uh, price hikes for two parks that have been announced, uh, Utah's Zion National Park and Colorado's Black Canyon at the Gunnison National Parks. Both are going to charge a little bit more for camping. Um, Zion National Park is going to raise the cost of uh, non-electric campsites at the Watchman and the South Campgrounds are going to raise those from their current twenty dollars a night to thirty-five dollars a night starting in on July first. That's a fifteen-dollar hike. Uh, that's almost a that's probably an, what what's fifteen out of twenty? Probably seventy-five percent hike. That's a lot. That's for a non-electric site at uh, at Zion. Now, if you want an electric campsite, they're going to go the same thing, up another thirty bucks from their current thirty to forty-five a night. And uh, the um, there's a non-electric one also at Lava Point, and that's going to go f- uh, from twenty to twenty-five a night. That's at Zion. They say they need that extra money because they uh, just to maintain water and bathrooms and the campsites. But uh, boy, that's a big hike. Okay, over in Colorado at the Black Canyon of the Gunnison National Park. By the way, that is a terrific park. If you've never been to that national park, it's very well worth seeing. It's a very accessible canyon. It's very pretty. Um, it's in a great area, lots of things to do. Uh, and it's uh, it's good wilderness too. You'll, you'll like it. But anyway, they're charging their rates. They're going, uh, camping costs uh, are going to go from 20 to $34 a night. And that starts January 1st. Uh, they need the money. They said uh, for maintenance. Now we've been to both of them. We highly recommend them, uh, and um, we've got um, ebook guides on both areas. A book on uh, Utah for RVers, and also one on Colorado. And if you go to our um, uh, RVlifestyle.com uh, site, you can see a place where you can you can go to uh, take a look at our books and all that stuff. Check them out. They give you a good travel guide, but you're going to pay more for camping at those sites. And and you know. That that's going to come down the line on other national parks as well, but those two, they're the first to announce it. Um, there are some new trails. If you're a hiker, uh, you will like this. There's uh, three new prail- trails. They're going to officially become part of the national park system. Uh, these are the, the, I love the names of them, the Ice Age Trail, um, New England, and the North Country National Scenic Trails. They're all. Uh, having some additional trails added to them. Uh, Together, these three new trails uh, add up to another 5,500 miles. They cover through 10 states, and they literally uh, double the number of national trails in the National Park Service to six. The three existing national trails are the Appalachian, the Natchez Trace, and the Potomac Heritage Trails. They're now bringing in the North Country National Scenic Trail, As an official national park uh, trail. Uh, The Ice Age National Trail is 1,200 miles. uh, That's a lot of rolling hills and lakes and ridges. That's mostly in Wisconsin. And they named it because it's a reminder that during the Ice Age, much of North America lay under a huge glacier. And Wisconsin and the Great Lakes region was all carved off by ice. In New England, the National Scenic Trail there travels through Connecticut, And Massachusetts, it covers 235 uh, miles from the shores of Long Island Sound up to mountain summits. And the North Country National Scenic Trail uh, is now going to be 4,600 miles long. We've hiked a lot of that ourselves throughout Michigan. And it obviously travels through Michigan, Minnesota, North Dakota, uh, New York State, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Vermont, and Wisconsin. It's a tremendous trail. It's well worth uh, worth you checking out. Uh, so if you, we're excited, we hope to explore some of them ourselves. And uh, another national uh, trail out there is of course the Natchez Trace. That's a, a great place. Uh, you, you can actually hike the trail, but uh, most people drive it because it's um, you know it's so oriented to a driving tour. We wrote a book on that one as well. And you can find that on our merch page. All right, um, winter camping. Now, you know that we've been doing that uh, every year for 11 years. We usually are up in the upper peninsula of Michigan in January. We've done that 10 years in a row. Uh, This year, I'm not sure we're going to make it because of some commitments we have to do a little earlier in Tampa. Uh, But our friends at The Dirt, which is a very popular camping app, did uh, a survey, and I was really surprised by the results. They said that a third of all campers say they uh, tried winter camping or camping under winter conditions at least once last year. And the number of winter campers, says the dirt, uh, increased by 40% between 2019 and 2021, which suggested that uh, a lot of people bought equipment and tried it out, and they like it and plan to continue. Uh, It is certainly a special experience, and it's very easy to do now in today's RVs. Uh, walking through a campground and taking a hiking trail under a fresh layer of snow on a bright summer day is one of our favorite camping uh, things to do. We love that. Try it. You'll be surprised how well it goes. All right. um, New Hampshire. I want to talk about their, um, their raising costs for state parks this week. Uh, I should have told, brought this in when I was talking about the national parks, but uh, it's up there and uh, we'll keep this national from the state separated. But, Uh, And this is, again, a trend we're seeing across the country in a lot of state parks. Uh, They're going to raise prices. And New Hampshire is the first time they've gone up since 2012, and they have to do it because they say camping fees are just not uh, competitive uh, with with, uh, private campgrounds, and they don't reflect the improvements that the state has made to its campgrounds, especially with RV hookups and bathhouses. So um, they're going up there not as much as they did in the national parks, but Under the proposed, uh, the primitive campsite, no hookups, uh, generally pit toilets, goes from the current 23 bucks a night to 29 bucks a night, and that's in New Hampshire. While the standard campsite, which has electric, would usually go, um, that usually goes for 25, will now go up to 35. Uh, They're expected to vote, official, uh, a committee of the legislature is going to vote on that and okay it uh, later this week. But if you camp uh, New Hampshire... You're going to pay more there too. All right. When we come back, we got a question of the week for you and the app of the week. Stay with us. Have you had it with overbooked, overcrowded campgrounds? Then check out Harvest Hosts, where RVers can overnight for free at wineries, farms, microbreweries, golf courses, and attractions. Harvest Host is a membership service for those with self contained RVs looking for unique beautiful and peaceful overnight camping experiences across North America. When you become a member of Harvest Host, you can camp for free at all these places. Jennifer and I are Harvest Host members, and we've made so many great memories at Harvest Host locations. There's no charge for camping, and your Harvest Host membership fee is easily made up with just a couple of stays. Plus, you have awesome places to stay. If you use our special affiliate link of rvlifestyle.com hh, you'll automatically get 15% off the cost of your membership. That's 15% off, but you must use the special link, rvlifestyle.com slash HH. Welcome back, everybody. Let me start off with the app of the week. We always try and produce or or give you a suggested app for your smartphone or your tablet that will help you enhance the RV experience. And this week uh, is probably the one that we have used the most through the years it's been around longer than any of the other apps out there and I think it's really the number one uh, app out there in terms of use and it's of course known as All Stays. Um, they have a number of different modules for that they have a pro version for that but I just want to urge you to get the free app uh, it's called Camp and RV and uh, it's a free download if you haven't already had it. It's, it's, it's been our main go to app for years It lists uh, campgrounds, it lists some boondocking spots, uh, BLM land, uh, state parks, attractions, uh, so much more than I can even detail in this. And what I like about it is it shows them all on a map. And you can search uh, near you or you can search along a route that you're going to take. Uh, You can have that map uh, show you everything from campgrounds to interstate rest areas. Uh, if you want to find a Walmart or an RV dump site, uh, pretty much anything an RVer needs to find. We'll put a link to it, and you can uh, download it or check it out yourself. And you can check a lot of the modules they have, which uh, are, add even more detail. It's called All Stays, all one word, Camp and RV. And you'll find a link on our show notes at rvlifestyle.com slash podcast. Time for the question of the week. And this one comes from McKenna. And McKenna says, like many, we are thinking about going full time, selling our household or selling our house and living in our 26 foot fifth wheel. The kids are all grown, scattered around the country. and We can visit them from time to time. We are experienced campers, but trying to get an idea on full time budgeting, especially what we will pay for monthly campground fees. We plan to stay long term for a few months at a time in different regions of the country. My husband thinks it'll save us money over our $2,000 mortgage. I'm not so sure. Can you give us a reality check from McKenna? Okay, well, congratulations that you are uh, are thinking about that. Um, if you're an experienced camper, I-, I can take away some of the cautionary things I usually say, like make sure you really like it, and obviously you do, and if you have a fifth wheel, so you know what's involved in camping you know how much room you have and you know whether you two get along under prolonged periods of time in a confined space but in terms of budgeting here's the question what are you used to now in terms of a neighborhood and a house and what do you expect in a campground because it will not be comparable yes there are some amazing rv resorts that are extremely expensive but generally i think that you should be able to get a nice campground um, for about the same or maybe a bit less say maybe 1800 a month uh, on a long-term lease of a campsite um, and that's for a pretty good site you know a nice site uh with you know a nice bathhouse and a pool and some pickleball courts or whatever the cheapest i've seen for seasonal uh, is about eight fifty dollars a month. And that's the cheapest I would call acceptable. And that doesn't mean I'd stay there, but it'd be acceptable. Uh, and by that means it's run down a little bit. Uh, the bathhouse maybe have some cobwebs in the corner. Um, it's, uh, you know, you might have some real older trowers there so that you're staying with that are people living there full time year round. You know, um, there might be a lot of, uh, uh transient workers that stay there uh it may not be the most kept up those that charge you know 850 a month Uh, but it might not be you know it it certainly would be acceptable uh i think you're going to probably end up finding that it's really going to cost you about the same you know all things considered uh i don't know what your current house is and your neighborhood is like but uh you want to choose carefully where you're going to stay. If you're going to be staying there for several months, what's the neighborhood like around the campground? Uh, How easy is it to get into town? All that sort of stuff. Now as to the rest of the expenses, um, you know, like healthcare, uh, clothing, groceries, meals, entertainment, uh, the internet. I I don't know your lifestyle. It depends on how often you want to go out to eat and, and go to a movie or whatever you want to do. But generally, figure those costs are going to be the same as what you're paying now, if not a bit more, if you're staying in a popular tourist spot. So all things considered, it does not, if you want to maintain kind of the same standard of living that you have now, I, I usually tell people it's going to cost you about the same, about the same, maybe a little more, maybe a little less, but um, either amounts, uh, you know, you, what you're spending now is what you're going to be pretty much spending uh, when you find yourself full timing in an RV. Now, you can do it much cheaper. You know, you can boondock for months at a time or weeks at a time and maybe get a campground once a night and all that stuff. But that's not what I think you're asking there. So I think you're trying to uh, get an idea of maintaining your standard of living and, and what the cost will be. And all things considered, it, I think it's about the same. Now, other people may disagree and they can post in the comments under the show notes or they can send us an email and we can share them in the next edition of the podcast. That's it for this week. I hope Jennifer is feeling better and is able to join me next week. Uh, I want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and uh, quote my wife and my traveling companion. Happy trails.